Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, a very special episode of Real Moms of Bravo. Vanessa is still taking care of her daughter, Cami, who is recovering from her um, appendectomy. And uh, a first in Real Moms of Bravo history, we have a real dad of Bravo, my husband, Kevin, joining the podcast. Hey, Kevin. Hey, guys. How are you doing? <laughs> so full disclosure, um, Kevin does not podcast and does not watch a ton of Bravo. You do dabble in Southern Charm, Summer House, Winter House, and occasionally if Blow, blow Deck's on. You don't mind Blow Deck. I don't mind Blow Deck. Yeah. Which would you say of those is your favorite? Mm, probably either Summer or Winter House. Probably Winter House. Oh, really? No, Summer House. Summer House? Yeah. But you don't like Kyle Cook. We should put that out there. <laughs> He's a little full of himself. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dive into Southern Charm. Uh, we watched the episode together last night. I do appreciate too. Kevin um, really did his homework. He was pulling up the cast list. And what was the first thing you noticed as you were pulling up cast pictures and names? Uh, that one, uh, shall I say, uh, shorter member of the cast is is not listed <laughs> in the the Google uh, cast list. JT is not on the uh the list. Would so. you say JT fell short of making the list? You know, he <laughs> he he did not rise to the occasion. <laughs> um, all right, let's start uh start at the beginning um of this episode. I just have to say, I love Miss Patricia. You were like almost taken aback. Like, I think we forget how big and beautiful their estate is, like right in the middle of Charleston. Oh, the house is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's very nice. And if you anyone, if you visit Charleston, like you can just walk right by. It's like not like it's back on this like secluded neighborhood. It's just like right there in the heart of uh, downtown Charleston. It is beautiful. I think it was hilarious though. We've seen Patricia have a butler and kind of, you can tell she's used to living more of a, a charmed life, no pun intended. Um, and used to people kind of waiting on her. I love that she has this, you know, caregiver who was obviously there to help her get up, move around and recover from her um, injury with to her back and surgery. But clearly, um, you know, Paul is not going to be her butler. And so Patricia delivers orders to Paul, who then delivers them to Whitney. And I don't to me, I think it's fun watching um, a child who probably grew up pretty spoiled now having to be a butler. And also his attempt to try to wrangle the dog, I thought was pretty humorous because I think she requested peaches, which uh, Paul said, your mom needs peaches, wants some peaches, meaning thought, you know, food, the fruit. Yeah. And uh, obviously Whitney did know that it was the, the dog, but he couldn't grab the dog peaches. So he just grabbed another dog. Yeah. I mean, hey, <laughs> it's kind of like a kid, right? One will do when just eh, if closest you, you, mean, you see a snuggle. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You um, were also shocked when I let you know that uh, Whitney is 55. That was um, definitely a situation of failure to launch, I would say. <laughs> so interesting fact, uh, Vanessa will post about this often, but uh, Whitney and Andy Cohen not only share the same birthday, but they were born the exact same day, exact same year. So they're the exact same age. That's crazy. I know just, I think Andy seems so much more mature um maybe a little more grown up not even before he became a parent i would say that i would agree with you on that yeah so whitney's just still out there trying to find uh the lady he wants to settle down with i think this is the perk of being a man like if you were a 55 year old woman a ship pretty much has sailed on that 
Well, it depends unless you like older men, because then you could go for the 70 year olds. And then but I mean, you can't then start a family when you're a 55 year old woman. Well, if you're looking to start a family, yes, that's what I then mean. your yeah. ship has sailed. I would agree with you on that. Uh, all right. So then we jump to JT is having a uh, therapy session with, with Rod and Rod decides to tell JT, I think you've got a shot with Taylor and that you should, um, you should shoot your shot and let her know. And when we get to this party, I, I mean, it was a very awkward jump. It was like JT went from, I look like I have, I enjoy laughing with you. We laugh a lot. We're such great friends. And then just goes, I love you. He pulled that shotgun, cocked it, and shot. And I would say he missed horribly. <laughs> um, what did Taylor say? Something like, you know, I appreciate you or something. It was yeah. a very like gentle letdown, but a it letdown was, nonetheless. It was more of kind of like, a, oh, that's sweet. Bless your little heart. <laughs> <laughs> and then big old Shep just like swoops. And I feel like Shep knew. Like he was like, what were you talking to JT? I think he had a, an inkling that JT was trying to really make the move there. He definitely came over kind of like in a, not a protective, like, or that was mine type thing. Um, definitely, definitely. Um, can I say cock block on here? Yeah, we cuss. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he, he got cock blocked hard by, by Shep. Yeah. yeah. I felt even the way he like stood and put his arm around Taylor was very much like letting him know, like. She's my territory back off. Yeah. And then she immediately was like, I'll go have a conversation with you. <laughs> like it was like, she dismissed JT awfully quickly. I also maybe think because they were dating for a while that maybe they had some sort of code or some sort of look that maybe they gave each other oh. because it was seemingly like he came over and rescued her from the situation. Like, Hey, I don't want to be in this conversation anymore. Let's go. And that's why I think maybe, maybe she was quick to get out of the school. She obviously didn't want to be in the conversation yeah. anymore. Uh, I didn't think about that. So you think maybe there was like a little, like uh they had possibly, a- he probably could just tell by, by knowing her, reading her body language. She did seem very kind of like she wasn't leaning into the conversation. Yeah, she just kind of playing the drink and kind of leaning back and didn't, didn't really seem to want to. Well, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't want to do that conversation. It's <laughs> <laughs> awkward. Well, and I feel like he like I don't know why he kept like lifting his head out to get his hair wet. It was that was he was just uncomfortable and awkward with the whole thing. The delivery, he just yeah, it didn't. Didn't quite work out. I will say, so Vanessa and I love JT because at BravoCon, when we snuck into a party, he came up to me and was like, so what show are you on? And like legitimately thought I was on a show. And so I have a little bit of a a bias. (laughs) Kevin is laughing so hard. Yeah. But you can tell, like, I feel like he's very much new to the scene. I think he's one of these people. It's like, I can't believe I get to be on this show. How long has he been on the show? This is his very first season. Okay. That tells. Yeah. Hence why he was not on the cast list. Yeah. I also don't know why he would pick a fight with one of the former like lead stars. guys yeah I, mean, I guess he still is a lead guy yeah i think that was part of like he's trying to like make a strong move first season It'd be like if you're the freshman on varsity and you like challenge the senior captain like if you beat him you're like the new hero but like you kind of have a lot to lose as well yeah like in prison you always pick the pick a fight with the biggest guy uh, you know is that, if you lose how many times have you been in prison uh <laughs> can't count yeah, it's zero for those <laughs> wondering. Uh, all right, before we jump in to the aftermath, uh, like almost after party that moved to the cottage with JT and Austin uh, and Austin and uh, Livia's conversation, a lot of you know debate, conversation, comments have um, happened around Craig and Paige's relationship. A lot of people don't think they're going to make it all the way to the end. Now, you've only seen their relationship probably in limited um, 
just really what kind of what you see from the times that you watch Southern Charm and Summer House. But what do you what are your thoughts on Craig and Paige? Um, hmm, that's a good question. I I think that um, I think they really do like each other. Um, I just seemingly that when they're around each other, they seem to be in a good relationship. And I think some of the reason, some of the fact that they're not so public with everything also kind of shows that that's a true relationship and not just one for the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if they ever want to start a family and, and move the relationship to the next level, I think they're going to have to live in the same city. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think you can re- maintain a close relationship with somebody not, with living with them. So. I mean, a long distance marriage would be a little tricky. It's impossible. I, I mean, a lot of people think that it's going to be Craig moving to New York. In the beginning, he said Paige was going to move to Charleston. I think it'll be Craig moves to New York. What do you think? Um, Not knowing everything about their background. And, you know, I know Craig has his business in Charleston. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that, how mobile that would be or how, how set up that would be in Charleston that he could leave it. Uh, but, and same thing, I don't know what Paige doesn't in New York, but she's an influencer. She could really do her job anywhere. I just think she loves New York so much. I do think while Craig's. Well, does she love New York or does she love Craig? Oh, that's going to be the question she has to answer eventually, I guess. I mean, I think that's, that's the question she needs, needs to find the answer to is because she needs to be where her true love lies. And if it's New York, over Craig, then she should stay in New York. And then Craig needs to figure out if his true love is his business in Charleston or Paige. I think his business would be fine. I think that he would still have to travel a good amount. Like I, I think even if wherever they move, I still think they'll frequent the other location often. Well, if that's the case, then I would say I would move to New York city and frequent Charleston. Yeah. Cause I don't know if New York would be as fun to visit having to always live in a hotel versus having an apartment there. And yeah. I guess that's you, a good point. I guess if you, you, I mean, Paige probably already have, has an apartment, so maybe I'll that's not as both. an issue. Yeah. yeah, both places. But I also feel like for an influencer, it'd probably be a little bit easier to be in New York, just having more like access to like fashion brands, fashion events. 10 million people versus 700,000 or whatever yeah. Charleston is. I don't know how much that is. That's a good question. Um, but no, I think they're going to make it. It looks like in the um, reunion, they're going to take a little bit of, uh, Craig's going to take a little heat. I also agree with you. I think they aren't as public with their relationship. I think it's something they like to keep private. Um, oh, wow. Only 151,000 in Charleston. That's uh that's small. Yeah. N- yeah. Um, but I think that they try to keep it a little less private. I do think um, like she doesn't post about him a ton on Instagram. Um, like, you know, it's not like every, every time they go to dinner, she's not posting it on Instagram. And so to me, that makes it think, I think that they are just a little bit more protective and guarded of the relationship, which to me makes me think it's a little bit more real mm-hmm. versus Lindsay and Carl who were posting like every time they went to Barry's every day, every other day, there was a post about something they were doing together. And then we saw it was kind of a bit of a facade and the whole engagement, you know, was called off, fell apart. Now they're not even friends. Well, I mean, I think that's the, to me, that's the case. And that, that kind of goes back to my whole social media outlook, but I think the more you post on social media doesn't necessarily mean that you are more in love or more, more close with somebody. It just means you're trying to project something to other people. And so sometimes the more private you are with the more real, it is. the more real it is because you want to share those moments with that other person. You don't care if anybody else knows about it. Yeah. I I agree with you on that one. Uh, Before we take a quick little ad break, what are your thoughts on Madison so far this season? 
Um, well, I have only seen one episode, so it's hard to say. But you've seen her in past seasons, and you saw her a little bit on the trip in Jamaica. True. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think she's... Uh, she's grown, I feel. Like, I we, we used to see her a little bit more angry when she was dating Austin. The whole threesome situation with the girls that filmed that. And she was, like, yelling at him. I mean, I think any woman would probably yell at a man if... You caught them having a threesome with two Well, yeah, women. I mean, I think that's that's a under, understatement. I think she seems to be happy in her marriage, though. No, I would agree with that. I think I think she definitely seems happy now. Um, and when she reached out to Patricia for her advice, um, I thought that that was kind of like, um, to me, it seemed like she almost is maturing out of the show in the sense that she's ready to move on to the next chapter of her life. Yeah. Like this, she had fun. And now she's ready to settle down with her husband who isn't necessarily part of the show. And therefore maybe she's trying to look to maybe take a step back or I don't know. That, that's what I was reading. It seems it. like he doesn't love, like he, not that he doesn't love being on the show, but he would prefer not to be like front and center with it. Doesn't want to be on the camera a lot, which the very first season of Southern charm, which you probably did not watch. Cause we were not, I don't know if we were dating then or if we had just started dating, but you wouldn't have watched it with me. Um, there was someone named Cameron on, I think she was on the first two or three seasons, but it was sort of the same thing with her. She was married. Her husband wanted really not to be on the show at all. He would occasionally like, if they went to a party together, he would be filmed, but he didn't want to be interviewed. He didn't want them in their house while they were like having like dinners together where Madison's husband is letting them in a little bit more. But basically once they had a kid, that was kind of like it for her because she had to start like focusing on like being a mom and like her life outside the show. And and I wonder if maybe that's some of her her internal battle that she's having right now because it seemed like they were they were kind of discussing it when she was in the in that whatever getting ready getting, space. getting ready space that thing is whatever that is <laughs> and um and then her and her husband were talking about that and then that's kind of what she was talking to Patricia about was kind of having another having another child so I think that maybe it's one of those things where she's trying to figure out if that's if she's wanting to close this chapter yeah, of life and move really on ready. really ready. Yeah. Cause I don't think she's going to try to bring another child up in the public setting. Like, like she's been. So yeah, far. I could see that. Also Vanessa and I wonder if maybe she'll use a surrogate just because I mean like her pelvis, uh, she broke her pelvis during childbirth and was like on bed rest for months. Um, and so I feel like that that's pretty traumatic. There might be a little bit of a worry. She also was very open. She had a full on like mommy makeover and has had a tummy tuck and a bunch of stuff. So I feel like be kind of a waste, waste of money though. She's got a great body. I don't know if I'd want to risk ruining it <laughs> for the love of another child though. Yeah. But also I don't want to break my pelvis and ruin my rock and bod that like she works out constantly. I just, I don't know. I could see her using a surrogate. Okay. I but I mean, I don't know. I'll be I'll be curious to see what happens with her. I feel like Patricia was a good person for her to go to advice. One, I think Patricia's a bit of a maternal figure for Madison. They've known each other for quite a long time. But also with Patricia o- choosing to only have one child. And I think, you know, for Madison, there's this piece of like, she loves Hudson, her son. He's older. Um, she, you know, you and I have talked about this. I mean, our kids are six, five, and 18 months. Like, when our two sons were like three and four, like making the decision to have a third, it was like, oh my God, do we want to go all the way back to having like a newborn? And for her, Hudson, I think is like 11. No, he's 12 because they showed her baby shower in 2012. So that would be a big change yeah. of pace 
I mean, that's a full-fledged human being at that point when, right when you're 12 mm-hmm. um yeah definitely big, big big change of pace big change so i think but patricia could give her good advice being that patricia chose to have you know keep whitney an only child but then there's that concern of like patricia sharing that when she passes away who's gonna take care of whitney who's gonna take care of whitney who's gonna be whitney's family his father passed away you know she passes away it's kind of like then all he has is family or um friends because he doesn't have any cousins um it was a, i felt like it was like a very heartfelt deep mm-hmm. conversation it was All right. Well, before we jump into the second half of the show, we're going to take a quick little ad break to talk to you about Jenny Kane apparel. Support for today's episode comes from Jenny Kane. Perfect timing because the new year is here and we're always going through our wardrobe, decluttering, trying to figure out what we wear, what we need in our closet. And I think a lot of us are getting to the point that we realize we just want more staples, things that make us feel good, look good, but also are going to last, are timeless, not just a trend. And that is what I love about Jenny Kane. Their cashmere is truly the softest thing I've ever felt. I have their um, cashmere hoodie. I love wearing it just laying around the house. I'll throw it on with some jeans. It looks really cute with like an Oxford underneath it to try to like dress it up a little bit. They also have wonderful, just basic like teas, homeware. Um, I just, it's perfectly curated. It's a stunning collection of home essentials, timeless furniture pieces, cozy pillows. And as Vanessa and I's favorite, they have the most incredible candles, They have a great rewards program where you can earn 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off their first order when you use promo code REALMOMS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code REALMOMS. That's JennyKane.com, promo code REALMOMS. Let getting dressed be one less thing you worry about in 2024. Okay, back to the second half of Southern Charm. So we have the awkward encounter with JT and Taylor. Shep swoops in and decides he's going to save the woman who he totally broke her heart, heart, stomped all over it, um, save her from this awkward conversation. And they go in and have a little sit down. And I couldn't decide, like with Shep was, he basically wants to like have his cake and eat it, eat it too. He wants her to know that he's probably going to be dating other people. He wants her to feel comfortable bringing a date around because he will be doing the same very soon. But he also wants to keep her close by and maintain a friendship and have normal communication with her. I feel like it's a little unfair to be asking all of these things of a person that you like essentially broke their heart. Uh, you know, it, it, he's, he's asking for the moon and yeah. he's not going to get it, but he's trying. And I mean, you, <laughs> you can't, you, the, you the can't fault the guy for trying. I mean, but no, yeah, he, he's, he's trying to have the relationship that he had, but then also have the friend that he wanted and, and had before. And unfortunately, once you cross that, that bridge, you really can't go back across it. So. Well, and it seems like she's tough to go back. Yeah. She still has feelings for him. She put that out there multiple times, multiple times. He kind of shot that down. What I thought was also really interesting is when he said, well, I hope you feel comfortable bringing a date around. And she said, what if I bring Austin around? Like that was Mm. intentionally done to upset. I think she wants to see him say, I don't want to see you with anyone else. I love you. Let's try this again. So she's like purposely trying to like poke the bear and anger him. And he's not really taking the bait, but you could tell the whole concept of Taylor and Austin possibly together really pisses him off. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, 
I would piss me off too if my yeah. best friend hooked Human up with nature. my 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 girlfriend, ex girlfriend, yeah, ex girlfriend, yeah. But I mean, I, yeah, I I think that um, I think that he is over her, but not. So I think he still likes her in the sense that he likes being friendly with her, and and maybe wants to keep her close just in case you know a fallback plan. Yeah. Um, but I don't believe. Uh, it's obviously not what she wants. Yeah. <laughs> She's not just going to stay around and casually hook up with other people and hope that one day he comes back to her. But uh, I think he's being very clear about I'm done, but yeah, if there's a chance, I still want to be friends, which obviously she's not ready for that. So I, there were a few things that like made me laugh a little bit. Um, And also I'm like, girl, you're going to, you're going to take some heat for this at the reunion. When she said everything that happened between Austin and I, I don't regret. I, I see her saying that to Shep. I completely understand why she would say that to him to kind of try to put salt in a wound because she wants to be able for him to feel some pain and hurt just knowing that she's going to move on one day. Mm-hmm. But Olivia is going to see this too. And you're desperately trying to rebuild a friendship with this person. I feel like if, if you don't regret what caused the the friction in your friendship to begin with, that's going to be a little tricky to move from when you've apologized, said you're so sorry. I don't know. Just that comment to me, it kind of stuck with me. I'm like, well, you don't regret it. Like that's, that's going to be interesting when Olivia sees this. Well, and I think that's, that's, it's one of the things I, I feel, feel like from my perspective, when you look at these shows, all of this is not real life. And and I don't think you'd have that conversation with somebody on TV Uh and, and not expect it to get back to them. So I, I almost feel like he wants it to get back to Olivia in some way. And I don't know why, because obviously she's going to hear about it. Yeah. And so I don't know if you know this, but Shep and Olivia live right by one another and are pretty close as well. So like anytime Shep gets a nugget of information about Taylor and Austin, he's also telling Olivia all of this. So it's like this whole conversation is going to be relayed back to Olivia. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. I also was laughing when she said, um, I think it's time for me to finally start being selfish and I'm going to be selfish and say that I don't want you like communicating with me. I just found it a little rich considering we've seen her be pretty selfish a lot this season and that, you know, she didn't really care about her friend. She was telling her friend to try to get back together with the guy that it seems like Taylor has feelings for. And Taylor was kind of pursuing and making out with as well. And I'm, None of us believe that this was just a one-time makeout and there was nothing more to it. They totally slept together. And this happened, I think, multiple times. I, I don't know why. You don't just randomly make out with somebody one time. Right. Unless it's drunk at a bar and then you probably would never talk to them again anyway. Yeah. So if you're making out with somebody that's your friends with that you're close to already, you're probably doing it more than once. And especially since they live close together. Well, and it happened yeah. like allegedly. Well, not allegedly. Like. Austin said it happened at his house. They were listening to music and they were just vibing and dancing. And then like, she went in for the kiss. I think a lot more happened. And I think everyone else, all the fans do as well. So to say like, I'm finally going to start being selfish. It's like, Oh, I think, I think you've made a decision to be selfish. Maybe not with your friendship with Shep, but I think you've made some decisions recently to be selfish. So I thought that was an interesting way of wording it. And then she immediately runs into the bathroom and starts crying. So I, I think she is just very, very confused, like emotionally. I don't know if she truly likes Austin and wants to pursue something with him. I think it's more she doesn't want to be single. She wants someone to help her get over Shep or someone to help Shep want to want Taylor back. 
No, I mean, he's he's a stud. I don't know. He, he's he's a stud. Well, no, but I mean, no, he, he's he's he's, he's a, a man's man. He, he, he's a challenge to her. He's an like she said, she likes the assholes. He's definitely yeah, an asshole when it exactly, comes to how he treats exactly, women. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that that she's just reverting back to what she usually goes for. So then we go to the conversation between Austin and Olivia and it like shocked me that Austin truly thought he was going to be getting an apology from Olivia for Mm -hmm. Olivia being inconsistent and sometimes lashing out at him. Mind you, Olivia is grieving the unexpected loss of her brother and is also trying to deal with the betrayal of more. So I think it's the betrayal of what Taylor did to her. I think she knew Austin was like kind of a jerk and most likely wasn't going to change. This conversation cemented it for her, but it, I just think it's really shocking that Austin expected an like he was going to get an apology from her. Yeah, I mean, it was, talk about shooting for the moon. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. No, I mean, you you can't treat somebody like that and then think that you're going to get an apology from someone. Yeah, and I think too, like I don't say like I'm not going to say she gets a pass forever, but like this happened maybe a month after her brother had passed too unexpectedly, which like I think in times of like extreme grief. She's going to be inconsistent in her feelings because there's going to be moments where she appreciates him making her laugh him being there for her, being a good friend. His sister passed away tragically when he was younger. Um, the family was hiking and his sister fell off like the hiking trail mm-hmm. and died. Um, so he knows what it's like to lose a sibling. So I think there's a little bit of that bond there that yeah. she kind of like can gravitate to and maybe have some comfort in that with him. But then like, She's going to then in the next breath be reminded of what he did and probably be pissed off. And I think that's pretty normal. And I feel like Austin more than anyone should understand that and know that he's probably not getting an apology, but I really love how she was like, you think you're getting an apology from me? And like, basically was like, well, that's the end of this conversation and Mm -hmm. like got up and walked away. And then in her confessional was like, she is done with him. Yeah. No, I mean, (laughs) I think it was, that was a good good response because i mean how how else are you going to respond to that when when you're just so flabbergasted that you thought you were going to get an apology and then the person that you're thinking you're going to get an apology from is actually wanting the apology yeah and you're just like what what it's kind of she said it's a classic narcissist behavior like Mm -hmm. he will never be wrong i don't know if i'd go as far as to say austin's a narcissist but he's got some narcissistic tendencies for sure well, it's somebody that's gotten his way for his entire life. For yeah. The most part. He's never really experienced true uh, setback, I guess. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that, but. He- well, his family, he has a lot of, he comes from a pretty um, affluent family and um, which I will say, shout out his mom is a working mom and is the, I believe the breadwinner in their home. So that's kind of cool. But like she helped fund him doing, being able to do like trap hop and stuff like that. It doesn't seem like he's not worried about. He's not living paycheck to paycheck, no. essentially. So I think, yeah, um, he's had a little bit of a maybe an easier charmed life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So then we get to the after party, as I'm going to call it, where we go into the cottage, which I will say that cottage like uh, I want that cottage. Yeah, that's kind of just cool. Pretty cool. It's basically like I mean, it's Whitney said he wanted to, to be able to feel like he was going to a bar without actually having to go to a bar in Charleston and never leave like his home, essentially. And that I mean, it is stunning. Yeah, but you you kind of want to share it with somebody, right? I think he wants to share it with lots of people. I th- I feel like Whitney is still what's the phrase? Sowing his oats. He's just so, so Whitney's not necessarily a failure to launch. He just likes to play the field. 
I think he's a very wealthy man in Charleston and Charleston is an area where like men get away with acting like assholes their whole lives. It's like the classic Peter Pan syndrome is in Charleston. And I mean, we see it with Shep, we're seeing it with Whitney. So it's like it, but he will, he gets to, he dates much younger women. Um, He's dated like a model who I feel like she was like, I can't remember, but she was like from another country and gorgeous. Um, but I think he dates like younger, gorgeous women. I think, I mean, he's extremely wealthy, so I'm mm-hmm. sure that helps. Um, but so I think, yeah, he'll just be kind of, he's going to be that old creepy guy hitting on like a 30 year old when he's 70. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's the perfect setup for it. Hey, it, would you like to come back to my cottage? Yeah. I mean, I have a, sh- a shag pad <laughs> in my, my mom's backyard. <laughs> Would you want to come over? Maybe not say my mom's backyard. Well, I mean, but it is in the backyard. Yeah, it, no. side yard, whatever. The, the house, the, the the guest house is awesome. I mean, the the brick, it, it looks incredible. And it's then the, the, the renovation yeah. they did on the inside, that bar is 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 a really cool cool. When uh, we go place. to Charleston, I'll DM him and see if he'll let us have a drink in there. He won't. No, he won't no. say yes. Actually, Patricia might. Patricia will respond to our DM. She's really nice. Okay. I'll, I'll go have a champagne with her in her, in her little getting ready room that she has. There. <laughs> Perfect. Um, all right. So let's talk about. I'll even grab peaches. The right one. You'll the grab right the right peaches. dog. <laughs> the right peaches. All right. So we get to then we're in the cottage. Everyone's hanging out, continually to drink champagne, which is a recipe for disaster to begin with. JT is already on a chair. And then Austin walks in and he is so triggered. And then, I mean, Austin's saying the comment. Oh, like you're finally on my level because you're on a chair. I told you if you want to get get to my level, you need to stand on a chair and look at you. That really, I mean, that really, really pissed JT off. I mean, that that if there was a fuse that was about ready to be lit, that lit it. I mean, yeah. that that was that was he knew exactly what he was doing. He was trying to get under his skin. He was trying to invoke the reaction that he got. Yeah. And it worked. I will say Austin is tall. I think he's about six, three or six, four. So, I mean, but JT is not, um, it's not one of those situations where JT looks smaller because Austin's so tall and JT is a, um, more petite man, I would say. Um, so then they start having this argument. I like couldn't get over how quickly it went to a headbutt. I was a little surprised that that was JT's move, but I'm wondering if you are a shorter person and you're finally at level, that probably is your best move you're probably not used to punching people because you'd have to punch up which would make it harder i don't he probably doesn't have a great swing i'm sure the headbutt was probably the best move Uh, and that's in that situation it probably was um he kind of more i don't know if he necessarily headbutted him if he more leaned in leaned in to talk like in his face and he just kind of fell off the chair a little bit or wobbled or something yeah and then he leaned in him because i mean austin did push him off the chair first i felt like austin was one who actually initiated the contact initially and then knock jt off the chair which of course is just a belittling <laughs> move to knock somebody, that is like make him either get back up onto the chair or scramble back up onto the <laughs> oh, chair that was so sad if he had to get oh god that would have been funny or or have to try to swing up it and at you so i mean it, it he knew what he was doing yeah i also really found it uh, like a level of delusion to say that all of this was jt's fault because and then like JT was the one who started it. And then production did like cuts to the scene earlier in the season where JT says to Shep, I think it's weird that Taylor's having sleepovers at Austin's house. And this is what sparks the suspicion for Shep. And then ultimately Olivia that 
something it happened between Taylor and Austin. I don't think it's fair to say that all of the, like he stuck his nose where it didn't belong. Maybe sure. But to say that all of this is his fault, like you made out with and probably did more with Taylor. Like this is the fault lies at Austin and Taylor. And the fact that he can't like, he will see it only as like JT's fault for bringing up the suspicion. I, I just, I find that like laughable to have that level of delusion. Well, exactly. He's, He's living as, and I guess that goes back to the narcissistic personality. Yeah. He he's living in his own little world where everything revolves around him. So he feels like everybody else is the ones that are doing things. But really, it's his actions that caused JT to even question it. I mean, he wasn't being careful enough. Obviously, if he was, if he, I mean, I'm sure this isn't the first time he's done it with people. Uh, I'm sure he's had other other relationships on the side. Um, probably continues to have other relationships on the side. So I wouldn't be surprised if he just got caught this time. And probably because they were friends, they thought they could get away with it being as close as they are. You know, oh yeah, they'll just come over to listen to music. Yeah. But on the surface, nothing seems strange at that. But then when you really pull it back, it is kind of strange for someone that's in a committed relationship that are people are just two friends to go over each other's houses alone yeah i just think that's kind of strange and, and a, like the yeah sleepover the sleeping well. over is also strange I, I that would be she said it was because like she couldn't get an uber after like the bars one night and austin is like the only cast member that lives downtown besides patricia uh but still like i'm not buying that this day and age i feel like ubers if you're in a, any city that has over ten thousand people you can find an uber at any time of the day pretty much <laughs> uh, yeah. Or I don't know. Somebody would have come and got her. I feel like take her to take her home. Um, all right. Well, that kind of wraps up this episode. We've got the reunion coming up. Sadly, um, Kevin will not most likely be joining us to recap the reunion. We'll have Vanessa back. Maybe. No, you never know. It could be a special, super special guest. We never know. Yeah. Uh, but we do have something really exciting that we want to share with all of you. Um, we will be Vanessa and I and Kevin and Vanessa's husband, Kyle. Hey. Um at the Johnson County Home Show on January 26th and 27th, we will be um, getting to host a little chat with our favorite Southern Charmer, Craig. And so if you, you're pretty excited to meet Craigie, aren't I you? I am. Um, so if you would like to attend uh, and get an exclusive online offer for 50% off, go to johnsoncountyhomeshow.com and use code Craig, C-R-A-I-G, to get 50% off uh, your tickets. And so we will be there on both Friday night and Saturday um, at noon. Looking forward to meeting a lot of you and um, really looking forward for all of you, if you haven't met Craig, to get to meet him. He is uh, such a nice guy. He is so appreciative of all of the support and um, just love that he gets from fans. He's very well aware that his life would be dramatically different if it wasn't for the show and for all the people that support him. And I love somebody that's um, just appreciative of that. So excited for all of you in the Kansas city area. Uh, if you're in Kansas, you know, Manhattan, Kansas, make a little road trip over St. Louis. Um, you know, we'll be driving um, from St. Louis to Kansas city as well. So we'll see you on I 70, but please, if you're in the area and um, free stop by and see us there. And uh, make it a great day or don't. The choice is yours. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and more. These limited edition, 
handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here's the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of $200 or more. It's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high-quality collectibles. Or you can gift it to that super geek in your life. Plus, shopping at Sideshow earns 5% back in Sideshow rewards, meaning for every $100 you spend, you get $5 back in rewards that can be used on future purchases. Well, geeking out is its own reward, your collection goes farther with Sideshow. So what are you waiting for? Visit Sideshow.com, promo code REALMOMS right now and get ready to let your geek side show. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.